0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, a midweek injury report on the Texans, and I'll tell you how exactly the Texans could clinch the AFC South this week as we explore a couple of scenarios. Plus, our NFL expert and fantasy guru, Andy Rio, stops by for his weekly wisdom on the Texans, the week's best NFL matchups, and his helpful advice for your fantasy roster. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. I'm here by myself, Brian, with the day off. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. Quick injury update Kiki QT says regarding his hamstring injury, quote, I'm feeling better. We're still seeing how the week goes. I'm feeling good right now, though. We've got uh, down to what the problem is. We're addressing it right now. So that's good news. At least he's feeling better anyway. J.J. Watt says his knee feels good. Zach Fulton isn't practicing with his hand injury. So just some minor news over there. Now, if you're curious what it's going to take for the Texans to clinch the AFC South this week, if they beat or tie the Colts and the Titans lose, they've wrapped it up. It's pretty simple. That's it. They win the AFC South. Time to bring in Andy Rio for Fantasy Takes and NFL Insight. Andy brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. Look for his weekly article on lockdowntexans.com, our website. How's it going, Andy? Good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, Let me start off with the game this past Sunday. Nine in a row. It just keeps rolling along. What impressed you the most about the Texans?
1: You have to start with the defense, of course. I mean, Baker Mayfield had been performing well, and they made him look like a rookie with those three interceptions. And great to see Andre Howell, uh, such an inspiration. He, of course, got one of the interceptions. And Zach Cunningham had another pick for six. Of course, Lamar Miller was great. Uh, in the ground game again, uh, Kaimi Fairbairn, I mean, winning a lot of games for owners uh, with five field goals. You don't get that from a kicker every week. Then uh, The passing game was efficient, quiet overall statistically, but uh, another uh, nice day for both Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Oh, you led me right into it. DeAndre Hopkins ranks first, Andy, in pro football focus among Receivers with a 91.1 grade, he's tied for first in contested catches, first in explosive plays, third in receptions, and he hasn't dropped a pass. Is there a receiver in the NFL you enjoy watching more from week to week? Boy, that's a
1: tough question uh, because there's a lot of good receivers uh, in the NFL today. But I'll say this, uh, very few receivers can make the catches Hopkins can make. I mean, you pretty much... Absolutely, positively have to watch when the ball is heading in his direction. You just never know what type of catch he's going to make. He's he's so good at coming up with the crazy receptions. And there are other receivers, even some great ones, that can't make the catches he does.
0: I want to go to – this is kind of a listener question, but it's also something that we've discussed as well. In Sunday's game, Bill O'Brien had another one of those moments where everybody got mad at him for not calling timeout when he should have. Uh, Agreed. I I made the point in our postgame show that Deshaun Watson, though, needs to also take blame for not being better at clock management. The elite quarterbacks, I said, don't always wait for their coach to handle things. One of our listeners, Mark Crow, disagreed with me. Brian in the postgame said we can't expect that from Deshaun this early in his career. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I think it is something he needs to improve. I mean, there's not a lot he needs to improve. He obviously has given the Texans the franchise quarterback that they've never had. But I do think some of that is his responsibility. I mean, it's it's a little of both. It's not just Watson. I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to put it all on him. O'Brien certainly can be better in that area. It's something they need to definitely improve upon because – that time management uh, could equal elimination if you don't handle it right in the playoffs. Uh,
0: exactly. And, and uh, let's get to this Colts game. What are you looking for on Sunday from the Texans and the Colts? Uh, the Colts, I don't know what happened. We're still trying to figure it out, how, how they end up with zero points against the Jags this past Sunday. But, uh, you know, this this game could shut the door for the Texans. Uh, what, what are you looking at?
1: Well, I think, again, yeah, the question is how the Colts are going to respond, because I, I don't think anybody saw them getting shut out by Jacksonville. Not going into that game, the Jaguars had pretty much flatlined for the season, and the Colts were doing so well. So it was a very shocking development. I mean, all they needed was one touchdown to win the game. Leonard Fournette was suspended, and Cody Kessler was just simply concentrating on not being Blake Bortles and not turning the ball over. So it was very surprising. I think the Texans are going to get everything they can handle from the Colts. Uh, We go back to the earlier game in week four. The Texans have certainly improved defensively since then, but Andrew Luck had 364 yards and four touchdowns in that game. We all know T.Y. Hilton has a habit of dominating the Texans. And uh, Eric Ebron now with 12 touchdowns has been one of the best free agent acquisitions because there was nothing in his past in Detroit that indicated he was going to be this good it's certainly been a nice coaching job by Frank Wright considering the Colts won only four games last year but certainly at this point I think the Colts are going to go down fighting I think they're going to give the Texans all they can handle but I think certainly at this point the Texans are further ahead then the Colts as a team. And I think they'll find a way to win, but it might be a squeaker.
0: You figure they got to lose sometime, and you wonder when it's going to happen. So we si- we shall see on that. Um, a huge thanks to one of our listeners before we get to your take five to five games to watch this week. Uh, Ignacio, uh, some kind words for us. If you'd like a mention on the show or have a suggestion or a comment, email locked on Texans at mail.com. Even a question, uh, we're going to answer those for sure. If you email us. So, uh, just again, lockdowntexans at mail.com. Uh, time to talk about our partners with Action Heat. They make the world's best battery heated clothing. It hasn't warmed up like it usually does in a Houston summer. And if you're out there and it's a little bit cool at night, if you're uh, dealing with some of that on a long term basis, maybe you're out there for two or three hours uh, for work related stuff, Action Heat clothing is the way to go. It's engineered safely. Efficiently it delivers heat with heating panels similar to a heated car seat. Uh, reaches temps up to 135 degrees. It's powered by a rechargeable 5 volt lithium ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. And the cool things you could you could charge your phone with the batteries, so it's also equipped to do that. It's perfect for anybody on your holiday gift list. Maybe you're going up to see see a little bit of snow up in northern country, maybe Colorado or, or somewhere. Like that, well, that's the way to go. You know, when you're outdoors and something like that, action heat. You know, the clothing provides uh, warmth and comfort for the whole body. Heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base-layered shirts and long johns. It's available for both men and women. Great new styles and models just released for the winter season. And um, it's that perfect solution for the winter weather. And they fit everyone's budget starting at just thirty-nine ninety nine. Plus, we've got a special deal for our listeners saving twenty percent off your entire order. You just go to actionheat.com slash locked on. That's real easy. Actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything they've got to offer. And at checkout, if you put in locked on as the code, you can save 20%. You can do it that way as well. So stay toasty and warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with action heat. Andy, one of your five best NFL matchups this week, the one that might intrigue Texans fans the most is the Chiefs and Ravens. The Texans are just one in the loss column behind the Chiefs, so it's another way to put the Texans in play for a top two seed. Also, it's going to be really fascinating to see a Chiefs offense without Kareem Hunt Uh, face one of the best defenses in the league. What are you looking at with this one?
1: Well, on the Baltimore side of the equation, I'm curious to see if they're going to utilize Joe Flacco. If he is back, there has actually been some chatter that they could use both Flacco and Lamar Jackson. I personally think that's kind of odd. Uh, It's certainly something we've seen in college football where you use two quarterbacks at times, but uh, these are two vastly different quarterbacks. And, And I personally wouldn't force Flacco into this game unless the Ravens are facing a pretty significant deficit. I mean, they're 3-0 and with Jackson. The ground game has been on fire for Baltimore with him and Gus Edwards, who has really taken over the job uh, that uh, Alex Collins and Buck Allen really didn't capture earlier this year. So I, I think from the Baltimore side, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do at quarterback. Of course, if Flacco ends up inactive, then Jackson's going to be a pretty – a uh, good starter in this matchup. Again, he'll certainly give you more in the ground. Uh, I'd kind of stay away from the Baltimore wide receivers right now just due to the uncertainty at quarterback. Uh, for the Chiefs, it's going to be another big test uh, for Patrick Mahomes. He's been passing all of the tests so far this year. It could easily be a bounce-back game for Tyreek Hill. He had just one catch in the victory over the Raiders. Uh, they brought Charkandrick West back uh, to add backfield depth. Uh, I think a lot of people were thinking Spencer Ware was going to be phenomenal against the Raiders. He disappointed, uh, did get a touchdown, but overall did not have a huge day. He's certainly not going to give owners what Hunt was giving them, but uh, he can certainly be started in this one, even though it's a tough matchup. He'll still get the lion's share of the work for the Chiefs. Uh, you also have to see if Sammy Watkins comes back, but I would certainly take a wait and see approach regarding him. Chris Conley has uh, scored three touchdowns in Kansas City's last two games. He's hung around with the Chiefs for a while, uh, does not have a particularly distinguished track record, but catching passes from Mahomes, uh, you could do a lot worse if uh, you're in an emergency situation.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Spencer Ware. How big is the drop-off from Kareem Hunt to what they have? or wh- What do you feel like they lost with Kareem Hunt going into the playoffs? Because, Uh, You know, they were leading the league in scoring and and really the most dangerous offense in the NFL. I mean, you could argue the Rams, but uh, their points per game was a couple points better than everybody else in the league.
1: Well, Ware is not anywhere near as good of a receiver as Hunt was. Um, I mean, we've seen Hunt score some long touchdown receptions and Ware just isn't going to do that. Ware doesn't have the elusiveness. He's a tough runner. Uh, he's certainly an adequate starter, but you're dropping off pretty much from a superstar to an adequate starter, and that uh, that definitely leaves a void for sure. Of course, uh, Travis Kelsey sure did his best to fill the void on uh, Sunday with that huge game he had against the Raiders. So I, I would suspect they're going to lean even more on the passing game with, with Hill and, and Kelsey.
0: Texans fans will be watching this Patriots uh games the next few weeks in that fight for a top two seed but this week they've got the Dolphins which Andy as we know that's an easy win right easy win Dolphins easy
1: in theory yes um, but oddly enough New England has lost four of their fat last five games in South Florida so it, it's not impossible that Miami could spring the upset in this one However, I I tend to not believe in the South Florida curse for this particular game. Uh, earlier this year, the Patriots destroyed the Dolphins, thirty-eight to seven. And as I mentioned in my article, a case can actually be made that New England is even stronger now. Uh, Josh Gordon was just settling in after the trade from Cleveland. Uh, Julian Edelman was serving a suspension, and uh, they will also have. Uh, Rex Burkhead now, not that I think he's going to take on a lead role. They also have Sony Michelle and James White, who have been a great one-two punch for them. But uh, just another weapon, Rob Gronkowski. Many say he's not at full strength, but he's still Gronk. He's still a threat. So, you know, anything could happen, I guess, given the history of the Patriots in Miami. But I just don't see the Dolphins having the weapons to keep up with the Patriots in this one. Uh, especially, and I know people are probably tired of me going on and on about this, but uh, the Dolphins, again, showing blatant disregard for their best offensive player, Kenyon Drake. They're going to need to turn him loose to have any shot at being competitive in this one, and I'm afraid they probably won't.
0: Okay, one more game we're going to talk about, the Rams on the road to play the Bears. This is a little similar to that Chiefs-Ravens game because you got the Bears' defense going up against that juggernaut Sean McVay offense. Uh, What are you looking at here?
1: I think it's a very fascinating matchup between these two teams. I I think the key for the Rams will be keeping Khalil Mack and that pass rush at bay uh, because the Rams certainly they don't have to score a ton of points to beat the Bears. Uh, The biggest question, of course, for Chicago is will Mitchell Trubisky be back? uh chase daniel has been adequate but certainly trubisky puts them on a higher plateau and they have a better chance of competing in a shootout if trubisky is out there i'd say the rams are probably the favorite to win this particular game but it would not shock me if chicago springs the upset uh they certainly have the ability to make life difficult for the rams And the Rams actually struggled somewhat in Detroit this past Sunday. So if if there is going to be a game that the Rams might lose the rest of the way, uh, this one could be it.
0: All right, we got a couple more in your top five matchups, but everybody's going to have to go to LockedOnTexans.com to read about those. And in just a bit, you've got some advice to help improve Everybody's fantasy team. But first, uh, just a reminder, if you're enjoying Lockdown Texans, tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, Share our links with your social media followers. Let them know we're out there. We're talking Texans on a daily basis. Uh, You can also take a few seconds and say something nice about us on iTunes. I stress nice. People aren't being real nice to us. Uh, If if you're listening all the time, there's got to be something we're doing good. So let us know about it on iTunes. Andy, if I need help on my fantasy team this week, who should I add? I mean, we're down to the nitty gritty right now. Who should we grab off the waiver wire?
1: Yes, this is indeed a big week for fantasy football. For many leagues, it's the start of the fantasy playoffs. For other leagues, it's the last week of the regular season. And owners are jockeying for playoff position or trying to clinch a spot. And the focus on the uh, hired section really this week is on the running backs because there's actually three running backs with a decent opportunity share uh, this week that were not out there last week at this time. Uh, I want to start with Jalen Samuels of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He took over on Sunday night when James Conner was injured. And there's something very intriguing about Samuels beyond that, you know, taking over as the lead back in Pittsburgh. If you play in a fantasy football league on Yahoo!, He is also classified as a tight end in addition to a running back. And we all know that the tight end position uh, outside of guys like uh, Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and maybe a few others here and there, uh, Gronk occasionally, even though he's a little bit of a down year, has been a weak spot. So just imagine plugging in a guy who is a starting running back at tight end. That would give your team an incredible advantage. If Samuels pans out and against the Raiders, there's a pretty good chance he is going to pan out. They mix may mix in uh, Savon Ridley, the veteran, at times, but it should be Samuels leading the way in the Steeler committee at this point. Uh, Jeff Wilson is now going to take over as the lead back in San Francisco. Uh, he stepped up last week when Matt Breida was hurt in Seattle Uh, You never know with Kyle Shanahan, maybe he'll decide to work Alfred Morris in again. But uh, with Breida out this week, Wilson certainly seems like a good gamble and somebody that's not going to have as great of a chance of being hit by, as I like to put them, the Shanahanigans. Justin Jackson is a running back who came on uh, in that Sunday night game for the Chargers when Austin Eckler was struggling. Eckler will certainly be involved uh, this week if Melvin Gordon again misses time, but Jackson uh, has a good shot to be productive in a very favorable matchup with Cincinnati. Uh, the injury to Colt McCoy—sorry to see that—but uh, you know you have to think in terms of like profiting from a fantasy football perspective, and uh, profiting this week could be the New York Giants because they will be the first team to play Mark Sanchez.
0: Well, this next segment maybe this week I should call it the uh, Mark Mike McCarthy. Honorable segment uh, for the guys that you want to fire from your fantasy team. Uh, Who who do you want to fire this week?
1: Well, it's going to really sound like I'm picking on Mark Sanchez, but basically at this point I would pretty much fire any Washington Redskins player not named Adrian Peterson. It was kind of a limited passing game to begin with. McCoy had injected some life into it. Uh, He was a little bit more aggressive than Alex Smith, who we all know is very conservative. And guys like Jordan Reed and Josh Doxson had actually been playing somewhat well of late. Jamison Crowder just came back, but I, I just can't see anyone in the Washington passing game generating much with Sanchez. Uh, Peterson is going to have stacked boxes. Uh, of course, he managed that 90-yard touchdown run uh, amazingly on uh, Monday night. But you know, it was after that Philadelphia pretty much totally clamped down on him, Uh Hard to doubt Adrian Peterson. It's going to be quite a challenge for him to uh, to get going with Sanchez. But, yeah, that team now is uh, is pretty much a real disaster on offense.
0: Sounds good. A lot of interesting stuff this week. And, man, could the Texans really get 10 in a row this week? It'd be something special. Uh, just go to LockedOnTexans.com for more advice from Andy. We do this every week. and he does a fantastic job, so make sure you go check it out. Always a pleasure, Andy. Let's do it again next week. Sounds great. All right. Just a reminder to make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. You get all of our experts in the network on one feed. Great on game days where everything's going on at the same time. Also, when news is breaking on Instagram, good, perfect bite-sized audio. They give you these little, little segments there to kind of give you an idea about what's going on from team to team. So make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram and again LockedOnTexans.com Nathan Joe Andy Brandon Calvin we've added Jeff this week Uh, so lots of good uh, correspondence on our website go to Houston Sports Talk my podcast go check that out you can subscribe to that the same way as you subscribe to this Um, we're going to come at you again tomorrow we got a guest for you for the Thursday show. A little bonus this week. We got a one more show. We're gonna to try to keep this up through the rest of the season, five days a week, five days a week instead of four. But that's all we've got for this one. Thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>